Road to Life. We love you. We're so glad to be back together on our podcast. We're here with Pastor Mike Shepline, and we're going to hear the message from Sunday where you can be inspired through the Word of God and maybe even a funny story. For more information, visit RoadToLifeChurch.com, and we'll see you next week. series and we, and we we simply first I think Micah was here and he taught about intentional change in our life and that change typically doesn't just happen we have to be intentional in our life and then we got into what we called intentional faith where we have to intentionally in our life stop and, and realize there's casual faith and then there's intentional faith within our life and then last week we talked about intentional persistence. And today what I want to talk about is intentional peace. Everybody say peace, peace. You know, when you think about the word peace, peace is a God-inspired desire that every person has. Everybody wants peace in their life. Everybody wants greater peace in their life. I like in Isaiah chapter 32, it, God talked about his people, and he said that my people would live in a peaceable, secure, and undisturbed resting place or home. I think everybody here would say, I want my house or my home to be just like that, where it's peaceful, it's secure, and it's undisturbed. Do you know that in the New Testament, the Bible calls the gospel the gospel of peace. You look at all the epistles, and the, the apostle Paul would write to the church, and he would say grace, and then he would say peace. Sometimes he would say peace be multiplied unto you. And I think all of us want peace in our lives. We want peace in our homes. We want peace in our relationships. We want peace at our workplace. We want peace within our life. And when Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth, he sat down with the 12 and he began to explain why he needed to go. Now, I think everybody here, if you were one of the 12 and you just spent three years with Jesus and he said, I'm getting ready to leave, how many of you would be a little upset about that? How many of you know what I'm saying? Okay, four of us are honest. Okay, how many of you, if you just spent three, three and a half years with Jesus and you watched everything he did and then he said, guess what guys, I'm getting ready to be crucified and leave. You'd be a little upset. And so they were upset. They were kind of sideways about it. And I want to read John chapter 14, verse 26 and verse 27. It says, but when the father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Now look at verse 27. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. What I want you to notice is Jesus talked about two different types of peace. He said there is a, there's a peace that comes from God, and there is a peace that comes from the world. And he makes a distinction between the world's, between the world's or we'll call it natural peace, and we'll, we'll call it first level 
eternal peace. And then he makes a distinction between the peace of God. And I want you to catch this statement. He said, the world can't give it to you. There's nothing in this natural world that can give you the type or the level of peace that God has for your life. No amount of money, no amount of problem, no amount of lack of problems, no amount of planning. He said it can't come. It only comes from God. I believe that we want God's peace, but all we've ever known is the world's peace. It's all we've ever known. And so what happens is, is we come in to a relationship with God and to us, um, the peace from our perspective, the natural is that it's, it's like, this is what peace is. And then we go through problems and because the natural world's peace is a peace because there's an absence of problems. You know, it's first level. Natural peace, for the most part, is dependent upon the natural world around me or my perception of it. If I'm having problems, but my perception is, oh, I'm going to come out, then I can have peace. How many of you are with me on that? But when you think about it, is that's where its root system is, and it's not bad. It's just reality. I mean, if... I don't want problems. Are you with me? I want people to treat me nice all the time. Not 95% of the time, but all the time. I want my plans to go as planned all the time. Are you with me? But how many of you found out people are not nice all the time? Things don't go according to your plan. And we go, and what happens is, is then there's a natural peace that goes out the window. Natural peace is I think life and people should treat me like this. And as long as they do, I have peace. I have peace. And you, you think about it, or maybe I have a plan, and this plan is going to turn out just like I think it is in the time frame and the way that it should go. But this type of peace is always changing by nature simply because we live in a fallen, messed up world. We can't control life. We can't control other people, their choices, life situations and circumstances that affect us. And if we try, we become controlling. And how many of you have ever been around somebody controlling when you get around people that are controlling it is oppressive it is almost like they got all these buffers up and they're controlling and it's non-life giving and it's really frustrating to be around them but God's peace is independent of natural it's independent. It's anchored on a belief system that's greater than anything in this ever-changing world. And it's anchored on that in our life. It's in something, or we'll say someone, that my ability to trust in his love causes me to have peace. It causes me to have peace. And you know, you think about I have peace going into a situation or whatever's happening within my life. And I want natural peace, but, and I'm, I, but what I'm saying is, is that natural peace will only carry us so far. Second level peace or the peace of God, it, it literally changes our life. There are sometimes, and it's supernatural in nature. The peace of God is supernatural in nature. And you know, I think in our lives, when you think about it, it's like a supernatural spiritual 
calm in your life. It's an upness. It makes no sense. And on the inside, it defies logic. If you look at it, and we'll, we'll look at this verse a little later in Philippians 4, 7, it says that God's peace, it transcends and supersedes our understanding. We don't get it. We don't understand it. Everyone else is freaking out. But you are, you're there and there's just this overwhelming sense that it's going to be okay. There's an overwhelming sense that, you know what, this is going to be okay. And it absolutely defies logic. But then there's other times in our life where we feel anxiety. I love God. I want God. Or maybe fear and doubt is trying to grab the steering wheel of my life. Or fear is trying to grab the steering wheel. And what we have to to do is we must learn to trust in his love instead of our circumstances or the natural world that is around us. And what then it does is it affects our thinking and we begin to sense the peace of God that is independent of what we're facing. But we've got these two different pieces. And I think in our lives sometimes we're like, God, you said you give me peace, but I'm having problems right over here. And God said, you know what? My peace is greater, stronger stronger, and it's independent of that problem. God didn't promise us a problemless life. He promised us peace in the middle of every storm in our life. And so we can go through things, but I'm convinced many times what we do is we come to God and I want the natural peace. How about you? I want it. How many of you want people to do what you want? How many of you like people to just be sweet and nice to you? How many of you know what I'm saying? But how many of you found out that sometimes they can just be nasty? They can just, and it's and it's almost like okay, God, I'm gonna. And they're both they're both types of peace. You know, it's it's and what I have noticed is this: is the peace of God in our life is there's almost like I've noticed that it kind of comes in two ways or varying ways. It first. At, one is just God steps in and you sense his peace in the middle of a problem that is overwhelming and it's almost like there's no weight on you and everybody else is freaking out. But the other is you're going through it and you're in it, but you have to stop and you have to say, you know, and you have to say, you know what? I'm going to trust the Lord right now. You know what? This is going on. I'm going to anchor my thoughts on what God says and I'm going to trust him in this situation and what's going on right here. And I liken it to this. You know, I've prayed with a lot of people and people that maybe struggle with an addiction of some type. I've seen God just supernaturally deliver them, heal them, fix it. And they have no temptation to go back. I think that's a good way. How many of you are with me on that? But then I've seen other people that have to make a decision and they have to walk it out with him and it requires more effort, but they still experience freedom. It's like in, in the New Testament, you see Jesus instantly healing people, but then you see him look at the 10 leopards and it says, as they went, they were healed. And that sometimes in our life, when we talk about the peace of God is God says, you know what? I've given it to you. And sometimes it's just going to be bam, it's there. And there's other times you got to walk it out in your thought life and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to trust you in this situation. And what it does is it grows in in our life more and more and more the more attention that we give to it. Why?
while we're going through things within our life. It's deeper. It's because of a belief system that is anchored on something deeper than this natural world around me. And this is something that every one of us were created to live in. God is not against natural peace, but understand if that's the only thing you know, your life is going to be up and down. It's going to be up. You say, why is it? Because Jesus said the world's peace is very different than his peace. His peace transcends understanding. God or the world's peace is dependent on understanding. It is dependent on me getting it. And I think this is something we are created to live with. And anxiety and fear, yes, they're real. We don't deny them. But living in this natural world, we have been trained to believe only in a natural peace, which is up and it's down. It is, oh my gosh, God, you're good. And oh my gosh, what is going on? And it's always changing. I'm convinced that a lot of substance abuse in the world today is a coping tool trying to find peace. Not on all of it, but a lot of it. It is a coping tool. Look at what it says in Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4. He said, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you and all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is an eternal rock. Look at the way the Amplified says, verse 3. He said, you will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast, that is committed and focused on you in both its inclination and its character, because they trust and take refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Look at the word perfect peace. Man, is there anything down here perfect? There anything that there's nothing perfect. But God says he has a perfect peace. But the reason we step into it is because, God, I'm going to set my mind on what you say and what you've promised. He said it's a perfect. In Colossians, look at what it says in verse Colossians 3, verse 15. It says, and let the peace, and then it defines peace as soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, and look at these words, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's one body you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, and giving praise to God. What I want you to notice he said is he said that God's peace is supposed to rule and be like an umpire in my life. What does an umpire do? What's an umpire in a baseball? They call the strikes and they call the outs, don't they? An umpire calls what's fair. God said that he wants us to get so dependent upon his peace on the inside that it calls what's fair and it calls what's out. Let me just give you an example. I have been before, had this plan or maybe talked with somebody, and as the, everything unfolded, I'm like, oh my gosh, this makes perfect sense, absolutely, 100%, but on the inside, I don't have a peace. On the inside, there's a check. 
And, what, and every time I've gone against it, it's cost me. Even though logically it made 100% sense, but on the inside, God was saying, you're not, you're not sensing my peace in that area, and there's a reason. I've been around people, and they're like, God, why don't you just tell me? Realize this, God did tell you, God did speak to you, but it was his peace on the inside that spoke to you. Sometimes we're looking for the voice of God when his presence in us is leading us and it makes logical sense to go this way, but we don't have a peace on the inside. I remember, I remember when I was newly saved, uh, I drove this truck. I had a, a, a Chevy short bed, um, four wheel drive, and it was jacked up about two feet off the ground. How many of you can relate to me right now? And I, this, I'm not proud of this. Now I'm not, but I was then. I put this bumper sticker on the back window that said, turn or burn. How many of you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, that'll win a lot of people to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but my transmission went bad in it. And every time I drove by this place, I just, my attention was drawn to this transmission's place. But now, pardon my French, I wouldn't normally say this, but their motto was the best damn garage in town. That's what their motto was. And there's another place that was a Christian place. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I should go to the Christian place. But I felt stirred to go to, I'm not going to fill it in. How many of you know what I'm saying? But my head said, oh, Christian would never go to the best damn garage in town. How many of you know what I'm saying? So I went against what I had peace, and I went to the Christian place, and I should have never gone to the Christian place because they were unethical. How many of you know what I'm saying? And I had nothing but problems. And afterwards, I'm like, God, what's going on? And in hindsight, I'm like, God was trying to tell me, get out of your head and trust me. You got peace there because I'm leading you there. Are you with me? Okay, y'all, some of you are shocked. You're just kind of looked at me and you're just like, <laughs> are you with me? Okay, look, everybody look straight ahead and just say, I'm going to let that go. I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to let it go. I want to give you five thoughts, five thoughts to increase the peace of God in my life. Number one is this, is I must make room for it. I've got to make room. You say, how do I make room? By embracing in our mind Bible answers to our problems. Right. We've got to make room. If you say, I don't have peace, but you got no room for what God says about that area, understand you're not going to sense his peace. You're just, the way that we make room is by God, I'm going to embrace what you say in your word about this natural problem. You know, recently I had a, um, I'm first, if you've ever been around me, is I have no problem sleeping. Is there anybody with me on that? When I go to sleep, I am gone, okay? And if I've ever fallen asleep on you, I apologize, okay? But like, I'm an early person, which means early to me is, I mean, it's not early to me, but I'm usually up between five and six. It's just my biological clock. That's just the way they are. But what that basically means is come around nine, the lights are on, but 
usually nobody's home. How many of you know what I'm saying? So don't talk to me anything really important past nine because it will be hazy. How many of you are with me? And I've had people, we have people to our house and don't feed me and sit me down on the couch because I am going to sleep. Are you with me? If you feed me and I'm like, oh, this is good. And we have fallen, I have fallen asleep with so many people and they're talking and they're Right, share in their heart, you know what I'm saying? And Jill's like, I'm sorry, but he's sleeping. <laughs> it's not intentional, it's just me. It's just the way that I am. Well, uh, a little a little while back, I, I, it was the weirdest thing, but it, I couldn't fall asleep. I could not fall asleep. And so I couldn't fall asleep and I kind of tossed and turned and whatever, whatever. And my wife is a super sensitive sleeper. She hears things that are not there. How many of you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is, baby. She'll wake me up. Somebody's downstairs. And to get me up, you got to be like, wham, 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 wham. And it's like, what's the deal, babe? What's the deal? She's like, something's downstairs. I heard a noise. <laughs> I'm like, it is, we're in an old house. It's fine. No, I know. You know, so I'm like, get up. <laughs> and I go, right. But I couldn't go to sleep. I was like, and this is the weirdest thing for me. So after a couple hours, of tossing and turning, I just got up and said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pray. I'm going to get up, go sit on the couch, and I'm just going to pray. So I went down and prayed with my understanding, which is my intellect. But then I, um, after I got done, I just prayed in the spirit for probably two hours. And then I was like tired. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock in the morning. I am not, I'm going to get up. And I'm like, I woke up the next morning and I felt like I had eight hours sleep and everything was fresh, whatever, whatever. But it, but what it is, is I just fell asleep. I just absolutely. And when I fell asleep, there was a peace on the inside that it was like, whatever that thing was, it's taken care of now. It's all taken care of now. Number two is this, is I must learn to set my mind. I must learn. You know, we read Isaiah 26, and he said, whose mind is stayed on me. It's, not, it's one thing to say, Lord, I'm considering you, and I want to know, and this is what your word says. It's another thing to, it, for his word to be an anchor point. Or stayed on his. What is it when you think about the, you know, stayed on him? What does that even mean? That realize that where the Bible, um, whatever the Bible says, it's going to require exercise within my life. It is going to require exercise. You say, what do you mean? If I let any old thought within my life, if I let any old thought catch my attention, I'm going to have to begin to make room for God's thoughts within my mind and catch that and say, no, I'm going to begin to exercise my mind in the direction of what God says about this situation. And then I set my mind on what he says. And what I I find is this, the more we do that, the more at peace we are on the inside of our life. Number three is this, is it's a growing fruit. It's a growing fruit. You say, what do you mean by it's a growing fruit? 
I'm like a huge um, fruit person. I love fruit. Anybody, any fruit lovers out there? You know, I just love fruit. You say, what kind of fruit? Any fruit. You said, have you ever had a fruit that you didn't like? I don't think so. You said, well, you haven't tasted any weird stuff. I've tasted every kind of fruit I could ever, and it all tastes pretty good to me. You know what I'm saying? And so right now in Michigan, we're in fruit season right now. You say, how do you know? Because I know. Okay, I, I make it my business to know. And we've got some different farmers in the church, and, and, um, and one of them, Rod, they, his family has a pretty big farm, and they grow all kinds of stuff. And the guy that you deal with is a guy by the name of Emmanuel when you want to buy fruit. And so I call Emmanuel, and one of my all-time favorite fruits is peaches. So I call Emmanuel, and I say, Emmanuel, what, uh, what kind of peaches are in? And he's super great guy. He's like, well, there are these, and there are these. I said, are they the sweetest ones? He said, no, they're not the sweetest ones. I said, well, then I'll make do. I'm coming by. I'm going to get some, but I'm coming back when the good ones come in. How many of you are with me? And so I, <laughs> last week I took Lish. We bought five cases of peaches and five cases of blueberries. <laughs> you're like, dude, you're just going to live in the bathroom. How many of you? They weren't all for me. You know what I'm saying? We kind of, and so Emmanuel said, in 10 more days, the best peaches will be out from then. 10 more days. So I'm counting the days. 10 more days. The best ones take time to develop. The best ones hang longer on the tree. See, realize that when you talk about fruit is it grows and it ripens within our life. And peace, the Bible says, is a growing fruit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 says this, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Look at the term he produces this kind of fruit. That means that it grows. You say, well, I'm not a very peaceful person. Well, you know what? You're just a little flower bud right now. Just give it some time. Just stop and say, you know what I'm going to do is I am going to, in my heart and in my life, I am going to grow in this. And it, don't be discouraged. We didn't get where we were overnight. It's a growing thing. That's the way life is. It's a growing thing. And so be able to say in your life and in your heart, you know what? I realize that I have been living solely on natural peace. And one of the reasons I'm frustrated is because I'm trying to get the peace of God from a natural world that Jesus said can never give it to me. Maybe you're here and this is the first you've ever heard that there's two kinds of peace. One is the deepest level. It is like the, oh my gosh, peace. Number four is this, is I must identify what's on my line. Let me just, uh, when you think about it is, is on our line, is there, is there in our, sometimes what we do is we got stuff on our line that we've not really identified. Is this something, and you say, what do you mean on my line? You're looking right now and you say, I don't have peace and I'm just going to throw this out. Maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're irritated, maybe you're upset. Is there anything that you can do about it? Can you do anything about it? Have you done everything you know to do about that situation? Can, have you done, do what you can, but then you have to trust. 
you got to trust. And I like, there's a kind of a hand motion that me and my wife do with each other. And it's like this. How many of you, let's just be honest. How no, I think we, most of us can lift our hand on this. You're a little bit of a control freak. How many of you know what I'm saying? Just be, you know what I'm saying? You say, I'm not really a control freak. I'll find an area, and you are a control freak in that area. How many of you know what I'm saying? It's almost like, you know, maybe you're a gal, and you're like, you know, I'm not really a control freak. Somebody messes with your kids, and you're going to kick their butt. How many of you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not. You, and so when you talk about it, is it's, it's, it, it's like it, you have to just stop and say, okay, God, I'm going to do everything I know to do, but then I'm going to let it go. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to let it go. Some of us right now in our life, we don't have peace and we've done everything we know to do. And God is saying, you need to learn to let it go. Just say, okay, God, I'm going to trust you with this. And I've got to know the difference between natural or the world's peace and God's peace. And God's peace is in spite of, but the world's peace is because of. I've got control. And it's going to require self-control. You're going to have to catch yourself. You're going to have to talk to yourself. How many of you are with me on that? Just start talking. Knock it off, buddy. Just straighten up. I'm going to slap you. How many of you know what I'm saying? Well, you just got to stop. And the last one, number five, is this. Practice the 4-8 principle. You say, what is the 4-8 principle? Um, I would encourage you, there's a corporate coach that wrote a book. He's a Christian, and he didn't say it. I don't think he says it in the book. But he wrote a book called The 4-8 Principle, and he's a corporate coach. So he, he lectures corporations. But it's a principle that is based on Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through verse 8. And I want to read it. In Philippians 4, 6 through 8, it says this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Man, that's a mouthful right there. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. I mean, think about that verse right there. Don't worry about 90% of the stuff. Did he say that? 95%. Anything. He said, don't worry about anything, nothing. But he said, I want you to do this. Pray about everything and tell God what you need and then thank him for all he's done. Done is past tense. So when we face a need within our life or something that's trying to steal our peace, we stop and we look and we say, I am not going to worry about this. I'm not going to allow anxiety about this, but I'm going to pray about it, tell God what I need, and then the anchor point of my mind is I'm going to begin to think about everything that God's done in my life, all the times he's been faithful, all of the times, and begin to thank him for everything that he's done back there. If we fit you, you can't be anxious and thankful at the same time. You can't be stressed and worried and thankful at the same time. And so what God, what God is saying, he's saying, I get it. Stuff's going to happen in this natural world. But I want you to, instead of being worried and anxious and uptight, I want you to pray about it. Tell me what you need. And then I want you to begin to think about and thank me for everything.
everything that I've already done in your life. Verse 7. Now look at verse 7. Then, or after you do that, you will experience God's peace. Man, I like that. It's almost like super simple. God's like, you want peace? Yes. Okay, realize my peace is you are still going to be having some stuff go on. But do you want to know how to handle the stuff going on? This is how you handle it. Then you will experience God's peace. Look at what it does. It exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ. Verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right and pure, lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. See, it's not enough to know it. We got to do it. We got to stop and say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. The ability to not get tunnel vision when we're going through stuff where we stop and say, I just, I, I can't get tunnel vision. See and be grateful for what God has done. Stand to your feet if you would. I want you to stand to your feet. I wonder today, and this is kind of a personal thing between you and the Lord. What one area right now, and you know it, you know it, this area is like, I'm just going to speak frankly, the enemy uses that area to kick your butt. How many of you are with me on that? He just like, he just rattles it and you get going and you're doing great. Just mess with that one air and how many of you know what I'm saying? He just like, he just gets, what, what one area right now do I need to grow in the peace of God in my life? Right now, we're going to pray and we're going to ask the Lord to help us. We're going to ask the Lord, Lord, I need you. And then what we're going to do is we're going to apply what he says to our life. See, it's not enough to have something in the refrigerator to benefit from it. You got to go take it out of the refrigerator and you have to eat it. And sometimes we think that just knowing something transforms our life. No, it isn't knowing it. It's actually doing it, consuming it and applying it to our lives. And in our lives, sometimes God is like, you know what? And I want to bring a deeper level of peace, transcends your understanding. You know, as a pastor, I'm just going to tell you straight up, I couldn't pastor without the peace of God. You say, why? Do you know how many problems I hear? Do you know how many people are going through things that I hear? If I didn't have the peace of God, I would just, you know, how many of you know, I'd be a basket case. Some of you right now are like, you already are a basket case. (laughs) But I would just be like, I got to have the peace of God where I can stop and pray and then let it go. Just let it go. Some of us right now, you love God and you don't have peace, but you don't have peace because you're trying to get natural peace. And in this natural world, it is always going to go up and down, up and down. But God has a peace that is almost like everything like Jesus in the back of the boat. The boat is taken on water experienced fishermen are saying we're all going to drown, but he's asleep in the back of the boat. That is the peace of God in our life. And I don't know what's going on in your life, but this is what I do know. God set you up this morning. 
He set you up. Why did he set you up? Because he loves you. He cares about you. Have you ever been around somebody and they just love the Lord, but man, you touch on that subject and they are like, how many of you know what I'm saying? They get demon possessed. You know what I'm saying? You're just like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Let's go, baby, get in the car. <laughs> but God is saying, how about the peace of God in our lives? I want you right now to just close your eyes and between you and the Lord right now, just agree with him. And just on the inside, no, say it out loud. Say, Lord, I want your peace. I want your peace in this area. I need your peace right now. Lord, we need your peace. Lord, what we realize in your word is that there are times that it just supernaturally comes over us and it's like, oh my gosh. But then there are other times we got to walk it out. We got to apply and it's growing in our life. Lord, I thank you for every person that is here right now. Lord, peace is so important, especially in the times that we live in. Lord, we live in a world that is in perpetual turmoil, that every day is trying to convince us to join it. But we see in your word that you have a peace that transcends our understanding. And Lord, we want to walk in it. We want to live in it. Lord, I thank you for everyone that is here right now. Thank you for their passion to know you, their desire to know you. And Lord, thank you that you are increasing. Say this with me. Say, Lord, I'm going to grow. I'm not going to be discouraged, but I'm going to grow in your peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We're going to be done in just a moment, but you're here and you've never given your heart to Christ. Never, you've never said, Jesus, I'm done doing it my way. I give you my heart and I invite you to come in. This isn't just a simple prayer. It's an all in thing. See, Jesus went all in to get you. You got to go all in to get him. Anything less than all in is a cheap imitation and not the real deal. You're here and you say, I need to give my heart to Christ right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. That's you. On the count of three, I want you to lift your hand. By lifting your hand, that's an outward action that says, yes, God, I'm coming out of the comfort level. I'm coming out right now. That's you. One, two, we're all going to pray together. Three, lift your hand to the Lord. Just lift it up and say, Lord, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. I want to lead us all in a prayer. Say this with me. Jesus, I believe the gospel, the good news that peace is available. And right now, I'm asking you, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I give you my past. I invite you into my present. And I choose to follow you the rest of my life. Fill me, Lord, with your Holy Spirit.
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.